0: Dabble and Drabble by Shadowy Corner narrated by Marauder Times from hpfanfictalk.com This story is rated M for mature audiences with the following advisories: sexual content A collection of drabbles written for different occasions Chapter 4 Core of Iron and of Steel A new way to make a wand in a world of the wandless Domino looks upon the piece of rock in her hand. It leaves traces of glittering dust on her palms. As she rubs it, a few feeble sparks pop around her fingertips. It is just a hint of a feeling at first, and then it triggers a memory in her, of a time and place where people like her could have wands and wield their power in beautiful and dark ways. Her wrist aches for that flick, to feel the power surge on through. That is evidence enough that she's found it, another clump of magical iron ore. She puts it into her backpack with the rest. Wanlore was as good as dead after the mud disease. There was never that many wandmakers to begin with, and the remaining were lost. Unicorns, dragons, and the already rare phoenixes have disappeared, leaving this world of ugliness behind. Almost all magical creatures have, and rightly so. They have been sacrificing pieces of themselves that we never deserved for long enough. Yet besides a magical feather or hair or heartstring, wands have always been made out of wood because that's what unfolds and harnesses the magic within. Wood is a piece of earth, and earth is full of magic. It always has been and will be, even after a disaster that has left many without power. The soil beneath our feet, no matter how deep, is ancient. London, with its rivers and underground tunnels, has been soaking up history for millennia, turning and processing it into magic itself. All you need is a little resourcefulness, Domino thinks to herself, as she shoulders her backpack and turns on the muggle torch to light up the dank-smelling and vast underground tunnel. The tracks are overgrown with moss, and pale roots crawl up the wet walls. To the side of the tunnel lies a skeleton of an underground carriage, rusted through. This place may not look magical, but it is built into an ancient ground, and the power seeps through here more potently. Domino's forays deep into the earth allow her to harvest the soil and long-forgotten ores of iron and copper and zinc that are imbued with magic soaking through the city's heart now that many wizards and witches have been left powerless. Where there's power, it always has to flow somewhere. Magic is like a river. It needs a sea. After Domino collects what she can in the tunnel, she crawls up through a marked manhole, backpack full of rocks and bags of earth. She walks home, carefully watching every movement over her shoulder. The city is empty and dead, as usual, but magical wards have been set up by Zabini's cronies, watching for forbidden movement, always ready to catch more fish into their net. Domino is used to dodging them by now, and she has her own path that will lead her home undetected. She can see some ghosts floating through the streets and muttering to themselves. Largely, they don't notice her. They are held hostage by a madness that shackles them to this earth. She walks slow and quiet through the rows of abandoned car wrecks in the road, grasses claiming them, spurting from cracks in the road. She vanishes in the shadowed streets where the light doesn't reach. Soon she is in her hiding place, a little basement flat that is comfortably furnished, littered with muggle books and records and empty canvas, a relic of some muggle artist that has vanished in the fray like so many others. In the back garden, there is a small forge Domino has built over the years. She lights the fire, and while it's heating up, she empties her bag and goes through today's loot. The glittering iron, a piece of ore soaked with magic, is put to the left, along with a handful of moss and earth. She goes to her working cabinet and opens a drawer full of small objects, garnets, variously shaped hairpins, little trinkets she scavenged all over the city, pieces of jewelry covered with dust and rust, but in the mess and tangle of everything, she finds what she's looking for the bullet that nearly killed her, aimed at her by a muggle man. She thinks of his face briefly, and she doesn't have it in her to be angry anymore, cannot blame him any longer. He was only trying to survive like the rest of us. She picks up the bullet and the skin under her collarbone, right under the Deathly Hallows tattoo, prickles. That's where she was shot. That's how she nearly died in a time when death was everywhere. The fire is hot and Domino melts the ore. The air smells of magic, and the hairs on her back stand up. She adds the bullet that once bit into her blood and bone. That part is important. It's the most important ingredient. Once the ore is melted into molten fire, Domino pours it into the casting pot, where the short metal bar comes to life. After it cools, she takes the metal bar and sets it on the anvil. Her hammer is near. She reaches out a hand, and it tremors in its place, sensing the wandless magic and desire for it in Domino's hands. She has to reach for it in the end. The wand is still not ready. Before she starts hammering away, she sprinkles the soil and moss onto the molten thing, watches it melt away into the object, and there is a faint green glow shining from it all as a piece of living earth soaks into the thin bar. Domino begins her work, using the rounding hammer on the metal. Soon the diameters are becoming smaller, and she uses gentler hits to not make it too thin. With each new hit, the metal bar changes, and in Domino's eyes is now a sweet recognition of an object lost to her, traded in for life years ago. Wand for a potion. That was the law. That was the price of life. That's how most wands disappeared, and how one collector potioner gained power over all the others. But Domino's love of smithwork passed down to her from her father, and the history of wand-making she's learned from her witch-mother have given her an idea some time ago. She could still use the earth to forge an object, earth similar to the wood of the magical trees. She's gone through many experiments and trials, but often the wands wouldn't be able to channel more than just a bit of magic before cracking in half. Domino soon realized that even though she had discovered the magical properties of ores found deep within London City, it wasn't enough, just like wandwood was never enough to construct a perfect wand. The wand needed a core. She read what she could in books she had traded most of her living for, Her ally, Scorpius, managed to steal some for her from Diagon Alley's library and abandoned yet heavily guarded bookstores. Knowledge, after all, was a weapon of its own. What she discovered in some old books was how battle wizards and witches of ages gone would melt their enemies' swords into new swords, and if their enemy had drawn their own blood, the new sword would be even greater and stronger, forged from the defeated enemy's weapon and imbued with the blood of its owner shed in battle. That's what Domino thought of the bullet Scorpius had pulled out of her chest where it lodged itself very close to her heart. He had pulled it out with his own wand when he still had it, and after Domino knew she would survive, she'd kept it as a token of her survival. Now that bullet is gone, melted in the fire and a part of the new metal wand. The shape is done, the handle rough around the edges, but it doesn't matter. Further crafting can come later. After Domino cools it in the water, hissing steam filling up the deathly silence all around her, she takes it gingerly between her fingers. She hardly dares to breathe. If this doesn't work, she's not sure if anything other will. She waves it around her head in a graceful arc, whispering an incantation under her breath she remembers well. Nothing happens for a while, and her heart almost falls. But then her hand trembles, and from the tip, slowly as if shy... A silvery buzzard flies out in circles overhead. It cries softly, its song a greeting and a promise both. End notes. This was written for the Sandcastles game on the forums for House Cup 2020, Castle Features Smithy, in which a story about wandlore was to be written. This is my take, and is a bit of a tiny mini-prequel to my upcoming Scarlet, in which I go into a new era and method of wand-making. I'm still working out the details, so any input and opinions about this piece would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for reading!